Now, have any of y'all had any troubles lately? Any of y'all got any troubles today? My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. Our program today was actually filmed in Laurel at one of our conferences, and we had a mighty move of God. So whatever you need from the Lord, I want you to increase your faith that this is going to be your day for your miracle or breakthrough. Be blessed. But the title of this message today is Double for Your Trouble. Now, have any of y'all had any troubles lately? Any of y'all got any troubles today? Well, it seems like so many people have been faced with problem, storm after storm. If it's not health issues, maybe it's family issues or just different problems in your life, but you didn't quit. Have y'all ever wanted to come to the point in your life, you say, what's the use I just want to quit. I want to give up. Nobody cares. Y'all ever had just a little pity party? Y'all have one this morning? I hope not. But you didn't quit and you didn't get discouraged. And because of all that you went through, I believe you're receiving a season of double. Double for your trouble. A double level of anointing. Double blessings. But we got to expect it. See, so many times when our prayers are not answered, our faith gets rattled and we think, okay, I'm going to expect the worst because only bad things happen to me. Have you ever felt that way before? But we're going to have expectancy this year that God is going to grant us favor and blessings. And as I was uh, preparing for this message, the Lord reminded me of a year ago. Now, y'all, many of y'all have heard this story. Some of you haven't. And I won't go into every detail, but a year ago, my hemoglobin was eight. I mean, it was, they couldn't find out anything that was wrong with me, but I can tell you, God healed me because when I took my blood this week, it was 16, double for my trouble. And I believe from that, the Lord spoke to me, there'll be a greater level of anointing on you to heal by what you've been through. See, if you've never been through anything in your life, you can't minister to others. So you may say, well, what is my purpose? Well, what was your pain? What have you been through? What did God bring out of your life? And you'll know what your purpose is. So let's get started in the word because we're going to have faith to receive that God is going to do miraculous things in our lives this year. Amen? All right, let's go to Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, (laughs) the oil of joy for mourning, 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. glorified. And then I'm going to go down to Isaiah 61, 7 through 8. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Y'all say double. Double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offerings. I will direct their work in truth and will make them an everlasting covenant. Let's pray over this word. Father, I thank you so much for your presence that we feel. Lord, I thank you for every person that is here. Lord, I pray now that you will anoint me to teach this word, anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now, I love the book of Isaiah. It's a very encouraging book, but I want to do just a little bit of teaching on Isaiah before we get into the scriptures today. Now, Isaiah was a mighty prophet of God. Now, in prophets in those days, it was a very dangerous job because they would confront, they would bring hope, but they would confront issues too. And unfortunately, I think we're living in a time now that I think so many people prophesy what people want to hear. I didn't get much of a big amen on that. But I made my mind up a long time ago, I got to speak what the Lord speaks. We're here to please God and not man. Amen. But he was a mighty prophet of God. But do y'all know that he preached naked for three years? <laughs> or almost naked? Different commentaries say different things, but barefoot and naked for three years. You hear about Jesus more in the book of Isaiah than any other book in the Old Testament. It talks about the birth of Jesus. It talks about the death of Jesus. It talks about the scripture, Isaiah 53, 5, where we all know the stripes was taken for our healing. So he preached so much about the oncoming Jesus. He was a prophet through five different kings, five different reigns of kings. Now, in this particular scripture, we can see that he is saying this scripture is not just for preachers. You know, so many times we think, oh, he's, we, it's anointed. But this particular scripture was also read by Jesus in Luke chapter 14. Jesus was reading this to the people that the same scripture that I read earlier, that you are anointed for this purpose, to set the captives free. Now, in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, the priest had to go into the Holy Holies for the behalf of the people's sin. But in the New Covenant, this is what Jesus is telling us that now you can go boldly to the throne of grace. Because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, that veil was torn from top to bottom. And now you can go boldly and make your petitions long before Jesus. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross and he said, it is finished, it was finished. So salvation belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. Deliverance belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. But you got to take it. You got to take it. Salvation is free. But to walk in victory is going to cost you something. See, there's a lot of people that want enough of Jesus to go to heaven but they don't want enough of Jesus to live in victory because it costs you something. Jesus is not going to do anymore. He's already done it all. When he says it's finished, that means it's finished. It's up to you. 
He will do exceedingly abundantly above the, uh, the power and the strength that is within us. The power and strength is within us. So this scripture is for all of us. Now, we get hurt many times in our lives. But so many times, it's because of mistakes that we've made. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever blown it? I'm glad I'm in good company here today. And sometimes we can't blame anybody else but ourselves. So we're living in a world now, we want to blame everybody else. When sometimes I think it would be good for us to say, you know what, I've got issues. I need to be changed myself. If we could all admit we got problems and we could all get in the presence of the Lord and we could all come together in unity, you think about what a revival we can have in the land. We're never going to agree on everything, but if we can agree on Jesus, and I believe there's a remnant that's rising. Like I, I mentioned to you earlier that the Lord said, quit begging people that are full. They're not always full of Jesus. They're full of things of this world too. But when you start, uh, that makes more room for people that are hungry. More room at the table for people that are hungry. And I believe there is a remnant that's rising of a group of people that are hungry for Jesus. Lord, we're hungry and we're thirsty for more of you in the days that we're living today. But so many times we want to blame things even on the devil. He's working overtime. I know that. But seriously, so many times it's mistakes that we've made, but then it's other times other people have hurt us. And I know in my spirit, some of you have been hurt before. You've been rejected. You've been abused. You've been through some hurts in your life. Some of you are bound by words that maybe were spoken over you as a small child. But no matter what you're going through here today, the Lord can bring beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. And see, many of you, maybe your life was just a bunch of ashes. Maybe you were bound by drugs. Maybe some of you were bound by different addictions. Maybe you were bound by sickness. And, and maybe some of you watching by television, you don't know, you don't have any hope today. You just feel like your whole life is just a pile of ashes. But I can tell you, Jesus Christ loves you just the way you are. He's not finished with you yet. And he can make something beautiful out of what you're going through right now. He can take the mess of your life and make a message. He can take those tears that you're crying and make a testimony. When you know that he has not forgotten you. Beauty for ashes. And maybe those ashes is a sickness right now. Maybe you've been given a bad report from the doctor. Well, if you've got breath, he's not finished with you yet. We serve the great physician. And maybe some of you are here. You were maybe in a job, your dream job, and you thought you were going to retire. But then that dream went up in smoke, and you're left with ashes now. With You don't know what you're going to do. Maybe some of you, you lost a, a spouse, dreams of, of the retirement, and then all of a sudden, they're gone, and you're left with ashes. I can tell you, don't you dare give up in the middle of your miracle. No matter what you're going through right now, it's time for some of you.
to dream again. You think because of all the mistakes that you've made in your mind and your life that there's no use, that God can't use you. You've got so much guilt, but I'm telling you, the Lord's not finished. He can give you beauty for those ashes. The oil of joy, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But we need to put on our garment of praise because our victory is on the way. Our breakthrough is on the way and we got to expect it in the name of Jesus. You didn't go through what you went through for nothing. God's not finished with you. The devil is on the way. Go ahead and give him a victory dance. Amen? And praise him for your breakthrough and praise him for what you're going through. Praise him that you didn't quit. Thank God you didn't die on the streets. Praise God. Joy. See, the joy of, your Lord, of the Lord is your strength. And some of you feel so weak today because some of y'all hadn't smiled in a long time. See, happiness, there's differences, difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is an emotion. You're not going to be happy when the doctor gives you a bad report. But the true joy is knowing that I belong to Jesus and that no matter what happens in my life, I win. Amen? I win. The oil of joy. You know, I think, think about Bible times. When they anointed you, they poured the whole bottle of oil on you. Maybe some of y'all grew up in the church. Y'all remember when they poured the whole jar of oil on your head if you needed prayer? And you know, it wasn't like one of these drive-through breakthroughs. If you asked for prayer and they'd say, are you feeling better? You would either lie or you'd get healed because they were going to keep praying. <laughs> you might be there all night. But the Lord would heal and set free. And those prayers were answered. So now we're going to talk a little bit more about this season of double. And we're going to talk about Elijah. Y'all ready? Y'all learn anything today? Yes. I'm just preaching myself happy. I might just have to do me a victory dance myself. <laughs> First Kings 19, 19 through 20. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphath, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Now, Elijah was another mighty prophet of God. I tell you, these men, they were all in because they could be killed, and most of them were. But when you think about Elijah, he called down fire on Mount Carmel. Y'all remember that story? He killed 450 prophets of Baal. He goes up to Mount Carmel and he prays for a rain because there had been no rain in the land for three years. He prayed one time. He prayed again. And eventually there was a, a, a cloud the size of a fist that came out of the sea. Now, that was enough faith for him to believe that it was going to rain. 
It doesn't take much faith, folks, the size of a mustard seed. But you got to see it. You got to believe it. You got to claim it. So he goes then to Ahab. Y'all remember Ahab was the king and he believed in Baal worship. So at this point, Elijah started running because he was in fear. See, being in fear will put you on the run. Some of you ran from one bad relationship to a worse. You thought you had a bad job till you changed jobs and now it's like, oh my goodness, I wished I was back there. Fear will make you hide from God, but you can't hide from him. Fear of rejection. See, there's so many people that have been rejected. They don't want to associate with other people because they're afraid they'll be rejected again. Well, y'all, people are everywhere. You can't get away from them. So sometimes you just got to just do it afraid. Say, Lord, I'm going to put myself out there again. I'm going to be faithful and obedient to you. So he was on the run. And then you find this man that was so excited for, for God and killed 450 pro This superhero was depressed and ready to die. Well, Lord, just kill me. I'm the only prophet of God left. Just go ahead and kill me too. What was wrong with him? He was tired. And I felt like that's what the Lord was telling me. Some of you here today are tired. You've been through so much. You're a strong person, but you're tired. And see, you don't need to make any kind of major decisions when you're tired. Because nothing looks good to you when you're tired. When I've been tired, I wanted to move to another state and start over. <laughs> With Doug, of course. <laughs> But you know, sometimes that's the way the enemy, when you're tired, especially if you ever had this Holy Ghost time, we've all been there, and it seems like God is moving and everything is going right, then all of a sudden, it's like you get discouraged and depressed because you're tired. Well, that day, an angel appeared to a, a Elijah and said, and cook some bread and some water and said, now drink and eat, be refreshed. And I feel like that's what the Lord is saying today. He wants to renew you spiritually, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and physically here today. And he has a spiritual buffet that is lined out for you to be refreshed and empowered by his spirit. Some of you running on fumes because you've been so busy ministering to other people, sometimes you don't receive for yourself. So then he goes to this mountain and, and God says, Elijah, what are you doing here? Has God ever spoke that to you? What are you doing? Or have you ever spoken it to yourself? What are you doing? You knew better than that. You knew that was gonna be a, a mess up. Why did you do that? So he went to this mountain and there was a great windstorm. But God, the, the rocks were falling everywhere, but God was not in the wind. Then there was an earthquake. But the Bible says God was not in the earthquake. 
there was a fire. God wasn't in the fire. But then there was a still, small voice. And he knew that was the voice of the Lord. And he put a cloak over his head, over his face. And God said, now go back through the wilderness. I've anointed three people to help you. So he goes back through the wilderness and then he comes to Elisha, his successor. And what was Elisha doing? He was plowing 12 oxen. Now, I never knew if that is normal. Have any of y'all ever plowed oxen before? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we do. But I didn't know if that was a normal norm number or if that was supposed to have a meaning. But 12 means the perfect order of government. But what I want you to notice about Elisha, he was working. See, a lot of people want double portion anointing, but they're not willing to do anything. They're not faithful in the small things. You know, if a lot of people will want your double portion anointing, but they don't want to go through what you went through to get it. But he was working. So when you're waiting on God, that don't mean you're just sitting at home with your hands crossed. You're still serving. You're still praying. You're still believing. You're still being faithful. And in his timing, he'll open those doors that he wants open for you or perform those miracles in your life if you won't give up and if you'll keep a good attitude. See, that's the test right there because when we're going through storms, we can develop some bad attitudes. I've been guilty. I have to repent daily. And I think we all need to repent daily. Amen? Our sins are forgiven, but we live in these earth suits in our flesh sometimes and we got to keep our hearts pure before the Lord. So, Elijah poured, put the cloak on Elisha while he was plowing. What he ended up doing, he burned the plow. He sacrificed the oxen and he went with Elijah. See, that season of plowing was over. Why did he burn the plow? He didn't need it anymore. That was the old way of life. Some of y'all need to hear that. You are plowing the old way of life. You are a new creature in, in Christ Jesus. And he's got something greater for you. And your destiny is in your future and not in your past. But see, some of you want to keep going back to your past. Some of you can't enjoy your freedom because you feel like you're going to go back to your past. You got to be loosed from that. That is putting a spirit of heaviness because you can't walk and enjoy your freedom because you have so much fear. You're going to go back to the alcohol and drugs. I'm telling you, that's a lie of the enemy. God has pulled you out. Victory belongs to you. But see, isn't it hard to let go of that plow sometimes? For God to do a new thing, we got to let go of the old thing. I'm not talking about your spouse. That is not a word for some of you here today. But we get so, we want to control every situation. When God is just having to pry our hands. Okay, Lord, give me a sign. Y'all ever ask for signs? He gives the sign. Okay, Lord, could you give me just one more sign? And Lord, a door opens that you've been praying for for years. And then you say, well, let me go pray about it. 
You don't need to pray about it. You've been praying for six months. Timing is everything. When God opens that door, you need to step through it. Amen? Amen. 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 And he'll give you that peace. So he wants to do a new thing, but sometimes we got to let go of the way we thought it was going to be. God's doing a new work in this land. And he's going to use, let me tell you, the rejects of the world like me that's going to confound the wise. When they can say, how in the world they be used? they're being used by God? I thought they'd be quit by now. Why, you got fire in your bones. God has called you. When you're anointed for purpose, you can't quit. You may have to rest a while, but you don't quit. And some of you have been plowing for a long time. And you've been plowing in maybe some hard fields. But this is a season that you've got to let go and let God. He's got a mantle for all of you. He's got an anointing for all of you. He's going to use all of you for his glory. You need to be free of the guilt. And the hardest person to forgive is who? ourselves. You need to forgive yourselves so you can be totally healed. I pray this message blessed you. And I feel like I'm talking to some of you today that you feel tired. You're a strong person, but you're tired. And this is the day for you to let the Lord refresh you and empower you. Maybe some of you, you're going through some storms. Maybe you just are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, uh, trying to take care of everybody, and you have no time for yourself. Well, I feel like this is the day that the Lord wants to refresh you. And if that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this program that has a spirit of heaviness, that spirit that they are just worn out. They have a spirit of fear. Lord, I just pray right now that you just wrap your arms around them, empower them, refresh them. Lord, just let them feel your presence in your life like never before. Lord, give them a, a garment of praise for this spirit of heaviness that's on them. Lord, give them the oil of joy so they can have their joy to return this day. In Jesus' name. I believe the Lord's touching you right where you are right now. If you need Jesus as your Savior, if you've never made Him the Lord of your life, please call our 1-800 number. That is the most important decision you'll ever make. Some of you know religion, but you don't know Jesus. And if He's speaking to you, please call that 1-800 number. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. And if this show blesses you, we could use your help. Uh, television is very expensive, and we need your help so we can spread Jesus to this hurting world. Any amount would be appreciated. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. 
I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.